Whether you drive a car, need a car, or just occasionally bum a ride with friends, you've come to the right place. Join Jill and Tom as they break down everything that's going on in the auto world. New car reviews, shopping tips, driving green, electric cars, classic cars, and plenty of great guests. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. All right, this is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, when you have a chance. Do me a favor, visit us at ConsumerGuide.com, check out all our cool stuff there, and, and this is important, if you have missed an episode for some god-awful reason, you can stream back episodes right there on our homepage. Uh, with us today, as always, is Jill Simonello. She is, uh, what are you? You are the <laughs> editor-in-chief of Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. No. Managing editor. Yes. <laughs> See, that still seems like one down from like boss and owner. Well, you know, you, you, uh, yeah, you had it right for about a month yeah. and then you reverted to your original uh, typo. Yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney did a song called Brain Almost Full. Yes. Yeah, I've got that problem. Yes. It's not full with useful stuff. But yeah. You are also a North American <laughs> Car of the Year juror and a freelancer. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got through all uh, that. All of those things are correct. Yes. Okay. All right. I guess that's a show. Yeah. All, all right. right. Thanks and for joining we're, us. We're out. Yeah. I feel like it, right? <laughs> all right. So we got we got things to talk about today. We, we, have, we do. We have James Bell from Kia joining us in the second segment. Yes. You're going to talk about the BMW 8 Series. Yes. And and But before then, uh, I'm just going intentionally off topic here, but okay. remember when we talked about Kit Kats? Yes. We talked about Kit Kats, and, and uh, they're crazy in Japan. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, we just get regular Kit Kats here on white, cho- white chocolate Kit Kats, and we think that's nuts. Mm-hmm. But they do crazy stuff. They do. I bring this up because we made it a quiz question once. It was it, a bonus question. Or twice, but yes. And I, I kind of forgot about the topic, and I didn't think about it until I spotted something on Amazon. Okay. And I had to buy it. Okay. So, live on air... Okay. I want you to have this. Okay. And I want you to try it. Okay. That is a Zachertort Kit Kat. What in the heck is that? That's what I wanted to talk about. That's how crazy this thing goes. Zachertort is named for the Zacher Hotel in Vienna. Okay. It was created in 1830. But but how crazy it is that of their 200 varieties of Kit Kats, they uh-huh. came down to that. Uh, yeah, I'm taking a picture of this right now. It's in not English. No. And do you, how do you spell Zacher? S a c h e r. S a c h c h e r. S a c h e r. C r. Yeah, it's Zacher. Okay, I got it. It's nothing. a German pronunciation. I'm, I'm, yeah. Talk about typos. I'm going to completely misspell that. Yeah. When now you're going to try this now because that oh, was my intention. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I will. Yeah. This is me like opening it up. <laughs> That's good. You can do a foliar. A little bit That's of a, a sound effect there. Me, yeah. and, and by the way, I should point out like this little baby Kit Kat is like smaller than my pinky finger. Yeah, we could talk about what I paid for these too. I that would probably an exorbitant price. Because I sent a bag to my daughter too. Got it. Okay. So All it smells right. like chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's what's inside that's different. Yeah. So Zahir Tort is two layers of dense chocolate separated by apricot and covered with chocolate ganache. You don't love it. I'm not an apricot with chocolate kind of person. Okay. But wait, let me see if I can get more sound effects in here with me. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) Crunching. That's good. Sorry. I really am eating it. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, um, fruit and chocolate to me don't go together. So like chocolate covered cherries are also a no-go. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Well, there you go. Caramel, though. Oh, uh, because caramel and chocolate, yum. I was going to give you the rest of the bag, but if you don't yeah. want it, no. This is actually. my sound effect. That's the rest of the bag. <laughs> That's the rest of the bag. <laughs> okay. All right. What? What's the actual topic? Um. Well, we want to talk about the BMW 8 Series, but oh. I also want to talk about, can we talk about something else, too, really quick? Wow, we planned nothing today. Go ahead. We totally did plan it. Somebody just didn't get back to me. I sent you a text message. Oh, I didn't look at me. <laughs> I should check those. Maybe. I've become my parents. Maybe, well, I yeah. check my texts every three days. At least you know where your text messages are. You're not quite your parents yet. <laughs> or at least you're not my parents. Um, no, so... Um, Hi, Mom. Yeah, love you. Uh, no, I wanted to talk about the Buick and Vista. Okay. Um, so Buick just revealed this for today. Um, it's 2024 model. It is the new entry-level... Buick, so it'll slot below the Encore, um, and it's the first vehicle in the Buick lineup that completely um, encompasses uh, the, that was my first class word again, I'm using my air quotes, Um, if if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen to that, Um, but it has the design language from the Buick Wildcat concept that Uh they were showing last year, so, and it, it, like, while the Encore GX that was revealed a few weeks ago um, for 2024 has some, like the new logo and stuff like that. This really, like from the ground up, has that language. But it's an SUV. It's not a really cool sports car, and it's small not an EV. Crossover. It's a small crossover. But so there are two really interesting things that I wanted to mention here. So the first off is it is as long as the Envision. Okay. So this is supposed to be the new entry-level vehicle. But it's longer than the Encore, which is the previous entry-level vehicle. But it's going to cost about $2,000 less than the Encore. So I, I did reach $2, out... $2,000 less. Yeah. Okay. So I did reach out to Buick, and I was like, okay, this seems like this is the size of the Envision. How is this entry-level? How is this, like, less? And they said, well, first off, um, less cargo volume than the Encore, because it's a little bit lower profile. And second, it only will have a front-wheel drive platform um, and one engine option, whereas the Encore has front-wheel drive and all-wheel drive and like multiple powertrain options. And I was like, okay, I guess I can kind of buy it, but it's bigger. It's bigger. So here's the other thing that really is kind of blowing my mind about this vehicle, because I'm always trying to go and say, okay, what is this the size of? Or what what is this compared to? Uh-huh. And I just recently drove the Toyota Corolla Cross. Right. So the base price for the um, Buick... And Vista, if I haven't said that enough, in Vista uh, is, I want to say it's like $23,495. I may be off like $5 here or there. The base price for the um, Toyota Corolla Cross, so not, not the hybrid, but the Corolla Cross is like $23,100. Yeah, Buick's confusing me in terms of brand position. Yeah. Because we were, I think it was you and I were on the same Zoom meeting when Buick launched the, uh, the Encore GX. Mm-hmm. And they kept showing these graphs about where it was positioned. And it was positioned against really common product, like like the Kia Seltos. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought you were Buick. Yeah. So I don't understand why they're going kind of full mainstream to luxury. Because yeah. if you do an Enclave Avenir, you're breaking 60K. Right. Right. You, you actually have a midsize crossover getting close to 70, right? Right. And, and yet you have lower end products that are... the. 
price of a Toyota. Yeah. Also, if I'm just going <laughs> to whine about the Encore GX right now, okay, the three-cylinder engine in that, mm-hmm. not awesome. Yeah, and this is going to have a three-cylinder engine as well. Because everything is. Yeah. Now, this is related, obviously, to the tracks, which has been secretly redesigned behind our backs. Yes. So what happens to the old Encore, which was a very small vehicle? Um, I think it's still there. Really? Yeah. That's crowded. I, it, I know. I think Encore might go away. Um, I've, I I don't know. I mean, they did announce um, a 2024 version. Okay. So it's not going away next year. All right. Um, but uh, the Encore is 11 inches shorter than this new Invista. See, I like the old Encore, the mm-hmm. old non-GX small mm-hmm. Encore, and I thought it would be a good car for my parents because mm-hmm. they're empty nesters. Right. They're way, way, way empty. I'm an empty nester now. So my parents are obviously empty nesters. And and their youngster, their grandchildren are adults. So, but here's the thing that you have to start worrying about: somebody who is, um, you know, of the parental age. I don't know how old Careful your parents are. Careful, they're listening. Yeah, <laughs> they're both eighty-two. Um, okay, so um, okay, oddly, so your parents are really about the same age as mine. Uh-huh. Um, and my mother has a walker, and so I'm not sure that a walker would fit well nope, in the back not. of the and so my, like my parents have a 2014 Toyota Venza which fits my mother's walker perfectly there you go but but yeah so okay but that that's what so, I wanted to bring up so really the news quick. here is new entry-level yeah. Buick yeah position below Encore yep which is pretty low yeah called Invista yeah Invista front drive only front way drive. three-cylinder yep. yep cheap for a Buick Cheap for a Buick. Cheap I should say affordable. Cheap's a bad word. Well, affordable. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to be very, like, they didn't show any pictures of what the base model is going to look like. Um, I do have uh, an article on pickuptrucktalk.com right now, um, just like a five things to know. Um, oh, okay. With we, we will share that. And if I don't share it, remind me, because I say we're going to share it, and then I never do. And then you never do. Yeah. So you should prod me on that I, stuff. I, I should. I genuinely mean to share it. <laughs> I will. I will but, prod but you. But I am confused and busy. I will prod you with a whatever it is, Kit Kat. I'll throw oh, it at your Zacher head. Tort. Zacher tort. Zacher tort. Kit Kats. I will throw it at your head. Yeah. I'm just going to say it now. This bag of twelve, fifteen bucks. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> which is probably the most per weight by weight that I've ever paid for chocolate. Yes. All right. Okay. So we got the Buick stuff out of the yes, way. Yes, we did. All right. So we should talk about the BMW. Eight series. Yeah. So um, it's really funny because people often ask me, are there any cars that you ever get that you don't want to give back? <laughs> and and this one is close uh, because it's just so nice and so darn much fun to drive. I drove it to and from Indianapolis. And so my husband was with me in the passenger seat. And it was fun to drive, handled really well, very fast. And it um, was comfortable. It, it, you know, for a three-hour drive, I didn't. I wasn't like shifting around in my seat. So yeah. we should talk about the eight series because it's weird. I actually thought that the the eight series, right, this premium sort of flagship lineup at BMW, uh, consists of a coupe, a convertible, both of which I thought were doomed, but they're still available for 2023. Mm-hmm. And you drove the four-door Grand Coupe. Yes, gr- Grand Coupe. Yes, this I'm is actually using when my we first would class use quotes the, the coupe thing. <laughs> Coupe. Because it's very much like a 5 Series BMW, but with a really sleek, fastback roofline. Yeah. I drove one a couple of years ago, and uh, it was also the 840i that you drove, the six-cylinder. Uh-huh. Mm, fabulous. Oh, it's totally fabulous. Well, but, so, but, but 100 grand. Uh, yeah. Well, so previously, I'd driven the M8, and you want to talk about fabulous? That car I did not want to give back. But um, this, so the base price for this vehicle is about Uh $88,000. And it added a lot, a lot. 
a lot of, of There's also things options. that are optional there that should yeah. absolutely be standard on an $88,000 oh. car. Okay, so my two biggest problems with this vehicle, first off, okay, all in, it was just under $100,000. Just under, okay. It was like ninety nine seven forty five. dollars So um, no adaptive cruise control. That's, yeah, that's unacceptable. No adaptive. I, I mean, I'm assuming it's an option. I don't know. I'm I, sure it is. I don't. But but it wasn't a part of, um, you know, the driving assistance package. Nope. And the, uh, the driving assistance package had parking distance assistant or parking assistant plus active blind spot detection. So clearly nice, blind spot monitoring also, also not standard. standard on a lot of Kias. Um, well, yeah. I mean, so come on. I mean, like adaptive cruise control back to the Toyota Corolla, is standard on a Toyota Corolla. Here's the thing about that, and it's irritating for us, but you see a base price of eighty-eight grand, and mm-hmm. you think, that's a lot of money. This car should have everything. But I think that most Mercedes-Benz and BMW shoppers specifically don't really look at the base price. They just go to a dealership, and they just kind of look at the bottom line and think, well, there you go. Okay, so $100,000 and not having adaptive cruise control? Well, it should have been added as an option. It yeah. should be there. I mean, that that's just, to me, that's... Like, I'm always stunned when I drive a Mercedes, mm-hmm. which I've been impressed by most of the Mercedes I've driven, very impressed mm-hmm. by the Mercedes I've driven recently, but but the, the keyless entry doesn't work on the rear doors. It's like, oh, come on. This is a hassle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that drove me nuts about this vehicle is the location of the wireless phone charger or just any space to put your phone, where, period. Where is the charger? In front of your cup holders. Yeah. So if you put like a water bottle or... Even a tall cup of Starbucks coffee in your cup holders, you cannot put your phone in the slot. You cannot reach your phone. Like, it's completely covers. And then if your cap falls off on something, you've completely just destroyed your digital thing. Here, here's here's an interesting thing. A different car. I just drove the Toyota BZ4X. That okay. is the yep. small all-electric. Toyota's first all-electric vehicle in the U.S., if you don't exclude the very obscure RAV4 that came up. 20 years ago. Right. Um, um, the center armrest, which is a nice height, mm-hmm. is one of those that slides fore and aft. Okay. Okay. While my elbow's on it, I keep sliding it forward and crushing my drink. Oh. Like the drink holders are in front of the thing that slides forward and there's no lock to, to stop lock it, it in place. from crushing my very large McDonald's beverage. Yeah, so this would fall under the problems I never have because I'm too short to actually be able to put my elbow on the armrest. I have my seat in such a far forward position. I don't I don't know of a single car I've ever been able to put my elbow on the armrest of. So BMW 8 Series, let's get back yeah, to that for a second. Back to that. Um, so you drove it. Obviously, obviously you fit in it. Yep. But, but but I fit in it well, too. I've driven one yep. not too long ago. Um, but for to move from a 5 Series sedan, mm-hmm. you're going to give up some rear seat headroom yep. and maybe a little legroom, but mostly headroom uh, with the with this, the fastback roof. But the car is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It, and I have to tell you, the color of the paint on my vehicle, it was uh, sepia metallic. Really? And it looked navy in the shade. It had like a green tinge to it, but it also looked kind of purple or gold, depending on the light that you nice. like walked around. The, I mean, it was, I, I just posted um, some photos on my Instagram uh, page today, so you can like check out the paint on there and what it looks like. But it, it was just, it was pretty and it drove really well. So I can, I can probably excuse the wireless charger location and um, I almost can't excuse, excuse the adaptive cruise control, but I can excuse most things because it was so pretty and so fun. Because the emphasis is on front seat comfort mm-hmm. and because it is powerful and large-ish, mm-hmm. 
Um, this is really a classic GT car in the old tradition. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. a great highway car that's got some moves. Yeah. Um, and the V6, I'm sorry, the inline six, I think, was it 335 horsepower? It's plenty. Yeah, I mean, it It definitely isn't the kind of fast that's going to, like, make your heart skip a beat. Um, sometimes you, you get into those vehicles and you press down on the gas pedal and it's like, you know, your heart flips. This is not that, but it is plenty fast and no problems at, you know, passing, merging from a stop. Oh, no, Any, no, no. It, it is it is seamless, smooth. And, and the other thing I will point out is I didn't really notice any any kind of turbo lag. Like sometimes in Mercedes vehicles um, with their turbo engines, there's so much turbo lag. It's painful. BMW overpriced as, as the cars can be described. Um, their sixes are flawless. Yeah. Absolutely. The three liter twin turbo six, yeah. which is in like a number of states of tune, depending on the vehicle you got. Mm-hmm. Absolutely flawless. Yeah. They're, they're so good. Uh, but real quick about the 8 Series Grand Coupe. So there's the 840i Coupe, you drove. Coupe, come on. Grand there is Coupe. an M850. <laughs> yes. That gets you the V8. Yeah. That starts at 105K. There's also an M8 Competition. Mm-hmm. Which is more V8 fun, 617 horsepower, 140,000 that, That's the one that I had that I definitely did not want to give back. Eh, eh, that's a bunch. It's a bunch, but I didn't, I want, like, if I were getting it for free and I could, like, get it and, like, keep it forever, that would be the one. But there's also, and we don't hear much about this in the U.S., but there's Alpina. There's an Alpina yep, version. Yep, yep. Alpina is, used to be an independent tuner, like AMG at Mercedes, mm-hmm. but they were independent longer and, and, BMW doesn't do a lot of Alpina stuff for the U.S. No. Right now there's one on the 7 Series. Yeah, I was going to say the last time I saw it was on the 7 Series. It used to be on the 7 Series. I didn't see it this year, but it is on Hmm. the um, the X7. Yeah. And it's very expensive. But it's weird because the Alpina, which costs more than the M8, Mm -hmm. slightly down on horsepower, and it's truly a GT, right? It's just a little more softly tuned, but with more power and beautiful wheels. Did you look at the 2023 Grand Group? Grand Coupe, Alpina. Mm-mm, I okay, look it. at pictures because the wheels are gorgeous. They're, okay, yeah, but <laughs> Alpina weird, but you can get one of those too. All right then. All right. So both of us give this car a thumbs up. Now I haven't driven a twenty twenty three. I haven't driven okay. one in a couple of years, but I don't think it's changed much. No, a I spectacular car. Yeah. If for some reason, you've got a hundred and twenty. Well, you said a hundred grand. For yeah, you. just like ninety nine seven. If you're about to spend a hundred grand on a car that isn't as functional as it could be. <laughs> Isn't this is a hell of a good way to go. But it drives really well. Yeah, and no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying back seat not so useful. Trunk, I think the back so seat. Useful. Okay, so again, I'm I'm I have to keep clarifying. I'm five feet tall. I sat in the back seat, and again, if you look at my Instagram post, I do have a picture of me sitting behind myself, and it's limo like. Yeah, but you sat in the glove box too. I, I so. kind of did. Yeah. Um, do you know what kind of mileage you got? I don't. Yeah, because it was probably okay on the highway. Maybe. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All right, so there you go. BMW yep. 840i. I liked it. Thumbs up. Yep, thumbs up. In sepia. In sepia metallic. I, I need to look at pictures of that. All right, yeah. we should take a break. Okay. When we come back, we talk to James Bell of Kia. All right. About Kia stuff. Um, Kia stuff. A lot going on there. Yes. All right, we'll be right back. Yes. Questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. Welcome back to the Car Stuff Podcast. 
All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. I'm laughing because we're trying to figure out how to do a mea culpa immediately. Uh, yeah. So we just heard from Sam Fiorani of Auto Forecast Solutions. The Encore, not the Encore GX, is being removed from the Buick lineup. So the Invista Invista is going to replace that at the bottom end of the lineup. So yes. there you go. So the Encore GX is still there. Like there's just yep. some really confusing language going on yep. with like Encore, Encore GX, Encore ST. So the the Encore GX still there. Yep. And that's basically the Chevy Trailblazer, and the Invista is going to be basically the Trax. That's what's going on here. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about the tracks yet, so stay tuned. But it's out there. Like, yeah. you, you can go build one. So that's crazy talk. Joe, <sighs> uh, uh, we're already correcting the show, and we haven't yeah. gotten that deep into it. Right. But I still need to do something. What do I do now? Uh, you talk about me? I talk about me. Oh. oh people, <laughs> no. We, we talk so much about you. We talk about me now. <sighs> I'm on Twitter. I'm Car Guy Tom on Twitter. I, I, I'm very fun. You should follow me. Are you fun? I am. Okay. Are you funny? Uh, often. Anyway, okay. <laughs> anyway, we have a good guest today. We do have a good guest today. All right. Our guest today is the Director of Corporate Communications and Media Relations for Kia. He knows an awful lot about the industry and a great deal more about Kia. He is James Bell. Hey, James. Hello there, guys. Now, listen, I used to work for GM, and uh-huh. I, but I'm not going to be able to help you with this Buick problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think we can help right, ourselves with Buick, so... This, this, okay, very well. James, this is what happens when both of us read half of the same uh, press release about six minutes before we record an episode. Now, wait a minute. As the being on the other side of the proverbial fence here, don't you just <laughs> you know read every word and absorb every notion in the press releases we put out? I'm, I'm shocked. I'm I shocked. mean, I mean, yes, we do. And we're going to go home and study this seriously. <laughs> no, no. I have to tell I'm you. I'm sure you will. I did have to read the Invista press release like five times because I couldn't get over the fact that it was 11 inches longer than Encore and almost the size is the invi- same size as the Envision. See, I was actually learning about the Invista on Twitter while trying to type up my notes for this episode. So at, fo- at one point... So you didn't even read the press release no, is what I'm hearing you no, say. No, I'm super... <laughs> I'm hearing Jill. I'm super yeah, I'm poorly equipped to have this conversation. Okay. I literally was picking it up on Twitter and at first I thought it was just a funny trim level name. <laughs> So not equipped to talk about that, but you are much more equipped to talk about all things Kia. Yeah. James, when you're, <laughs> when you're done talking about Buick, let us know. Uh, I'm exhausted already. This is <laughs> <laughs> James, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Kia, making a whole bunch of news lately. One of the things I wanted to yeah. ask you about, but, but you tell us what you want to talk about. Uh, Kia, somehow, some way, better sales last year than the year before. How'd you yep. guys do that? Well, you know, I think I've said to both of you at some point along the way, when you're um, in the car industry making cars, you got to bend the sheet metal, so you might as well bend it good. <laughs> I think that's what I think that's what we're doing a fantastic job of these days. I mean, uh, the you know design obviously leads a lot of uh, consumer consideration. Uh, then you back it up with you know our amazing warranty, which has been in place for so long now. It's just you know an assumed part of the key experience. Uh, great new engineering, uh, actually you know fun to drive athletic handling cars. So it's all those things in one place. Um, again, wrapped up in uh, really nice uh, packaging. Um, it, it just seems to be working well. Yeah, we did almost uh, 700,000 cars at retail last year, which is uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations and well-earned. And in, in a year when both Toyota and Honda were down. So kudos to you guys. Yep. So I what- think part of that is, sorry, I'm going to get a little little dorky here, but I think <laughs> part of that is... Um, 
the fact that we managed uh, supply chain issues, and, yep. you know, the proverbial uh, uh, chip issue, very well compared to some of our competitors. I'm not calling them out by name, but I think you just made a set a couple of them. And I think that they are, uh, you know, it's just something that we as an organization, we, we can pivot very quickly and very successfully. And I think that is a result of it, that we have not been, yes, we've been capacity constrained, but not nearly to the extent that some of our others, uh, our competitors have. In fact, I saw some data just recently where I think Toyota had the um, least day supply mm-hmm. available, uh, but it was because it was really capacity constrained where we were number two in the in the industry as far as uh, day supply goes. So that's obviously it's still tight, but we are also able to get people the vehicle they want. So it's um, it's it's a different kind of turn rate and. And it's the good side. We're we're pretty pleased with it. Yeah, it was funny early early on in in the pandemic and and the the coming uh, chip shortage and supply chain issues. It always it, it yeah. seemed like certain manufacturers had it down. Like at first it looked like GM yeah. wasn't going to be hurt by this, and then it looked like Toyota wasn't going to be hurt by this, and they both got killed. And you guys, some yeah. I don't know who I don't know who your logistics people are, but God bless them. <laughs> I say that every day. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Makes my job a heck of a lot easier. So let's talk about product. Enough with business. Let's talk about product. Yeah. What do you guys got going on? Well, you know, uh, New York Auto Show, two weeks ago or uh-huh. so, we um, debuted the uh, North American first look at the EV9, which we're really, really excited about. Obviously, yeah. this is built on the same platform as our EV6, which also won uh, the EV6 GT1. Uh, performance car of the year, which uh, there in New York, which is pretty exciting, um, and and so we know that this platform is fantastic. Obviously, also named North American Utility of the Year back in January in Detroit. So we know that the bones of this machine, of the EV6, I should say, are fantastic. We're just taking that goodness and putting it into a segment of the of the industry, which is continues to be super duper hot, which is that three row, you know, uh, six seven passenger crossover, and uh, we're doing it in a way that has good bent sheet metal, like I said earlier. And I think it's uh, it's it's going to be one of those vehicles, the first time you see one on the road, and we've all known those moments, especially car enthusiasts like uh, like we three. But when you see one on the road the first time, you'll remember that moment. This thing just really stands out, really jumps out. And thus far, from what we've seen in the clinics and at the auto show, which is, uh, of course, the public days in New York, just wrapped, uh, wrapped up yesterday, the uh, reception from the uh, public has been tremendous. It's different looking but good different. So that's where we like to play at Kia. Yeah, I'm just going to fawn and say that it's great looking. <laughs> Question for you about that. Um, you haven't seen it yet, have you, Tom? You. <laughs> he didn't even well, read the press release. I'm just going to put that out there. I learned about it Thank on Twitter this morning. <laughs> yeah, he's fooling around on Twitter again. There we are. All right. I have, I have EV9 content on the website, so just... Back away, you guys. Simmer down. Got yeah. it. Yeah. No, I had a question okay. for you regarding the, the EV9 Starline, which is fabulous, and how it does not look like an electric Telluride, which is, which is obviously a, mm. a conscious decision you guys made. Well, yeah, I mean, because we've got plans for Telluride. Um, so there's going to be some, some more news coming on, on that side. But, no, it, it really is an issue of, of doing what we know so well how to do uh, with, with Telluride. Um, and in fact, we've even, you know, kind of, uh, in some of the teasers said, this is an electric Telluride in a, in a spirit, not the electric version of, but definitely in spirit. And, um, and, and that's translated well, people love the Telluride. That thing is still selling as quickly as we can make it. Um, in fact, a, a good friend of mine was at a, a dealer having an oil change on his Telluride done this last weekend. And he called me and he said, they've got one, 
<laughs> still that tight. <laughs> and and the dealer said as soon as it come, you know they get one in, boom, it's gone. And that's been what since 2019 now. I mean, even before and through the pandemic, the thing has stayed white hot. So uh, yeah, the EV9 is in that same spirit, that same kind of uh, part of the business, but really much more futuristic. And of course, being uh, full EV. So we're we're pretty excited about kind of. Uh, you know, using the the uh, Telluride's uh, very strong coattails to introduce uh, this new electrified version, in a sense. So, so let me put you on the spot here a little bit. The Telluride. Yeah. One of the great things about the Telluride is that it looks very upscale. It feels very premium, and it's a surprisingly yep. good deal, uh, yep. dollar wise, for what it is. Will the EV9 be in the same tradition? Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. We hope so. Uh, it's it's not going on uh, sale till the back end of the year, so we're still deep in negotiations with with headquarters on uh, you know different pricing structures and trim levels and so forth. So, I, you know, candidly, Tom, I don't know the actual numbers yet. In fact, I'll give you a little dirty little secret. When uh-huh. we were, um, we I think you just did. Future. I think you just did. Well, this negotiating well, process is interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. When we did <laughs> Telluride, um, it's I mean it's it's given me a lot of the gray hairs you see on my head right now. But uh, when you see uh, when we were getting ready to put out the press release, which again, Jill, we know he didn't read exactly. for the Telluride. Um, I was literally sat at my desk with my fingers above the keyboard. In the numerous section, and looking at people saying, "What's what's the answer? What's the number? I need to send press send on this uh, press release for Jill right yes. now." Yeah, right and, um, and it literally they they yeah, here's the number, and I looked and I said, "Oh, that seems less expensive than I think we expected." Can you please confirm this? Confirmed, confirmed. We click send. The thing's been smoking hot uh, success, but that was, uh, I mean, t minus one second. And that's when we finally got the pricing together. So these things are, um, it, it's a its a tough negotiation. And with the electrification, of course, a lot of this technology is, you know, not monetized yet. Still making the investment in it. Yeah. What I'm so pleased about is working with this organization, with, with Kia and Hyundai, is that we're all in. The, the investment is not going to waver. We'll, we'll take, uh, take whatever steps needed to, to really become a leader in this space. And so, yeah, I think the EV9 is going to be a, a good value. I just don't know what it is yet. Cool. Well, uh, for people who haven't read the press release, talk a little bit about the for, talk a little bit about the EV9 and it being electric. Talk about range and fast charging and things like that. Yeah. So it's as I said, it runs off our eGMP platform, which is underneath the EV6. Uh-huh. Uh, so it has the um, uh, level three fast charging capability. So you can go from in EV6, you can do 10% state of charge to 80 percent uh, in about uh, 16, 17 minutes. Excellent. With the Telluride, obviously, uh, or sorry, Telluride. I just made a slip there. Didn't uh, I? Yeah, the you EV9, did. <laughs> Jill's on me. Uh-huh. Uh, with, the, with the EV9, uh, bigger battery pack, a little more density in there, so it's about 24, 25 minutes to get that same 10 to 80 percent, which is, you know, still very usable at yep. level three. So yes, it's 
fully capable for that. We haven't announced uh, final range yet, but at least one of the trim levels will be minimum 300 miles on a charge, which really kind of feels where people are most comfortable. That that 260 to 310 range is where people seem to be all right. And um, yeah, uh, we don't we haven't announced a lot of the other tech on it yet. You know, got to keep you guys engaged throughout the year because <laughs> it's not going on sale till the a little bit further. But um, no, I think it's going to be what I've heard. I've not driven one yet. Uh, I've got one coming in a couple weeks. But what I've been told is that it really does kind of capture some of that civility, that really kind of uh, piloting a, a, a yacht kind of feel you get in the Telluride, but then done obviously with the amazing electric torque and and uh, and uh, kind of athleticism that we saw with the EV6. So it's going to be going to be a hot machine, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so uh, speaking of fast, did I see in the press release that I did in fact read uh, yes. that wow. the uh, wow. I, you know, I'm just going to put it out there that uh, the what is it the zero to sixty mile per hour time is five seconds uh, in one of the trim levels. Yeah, that we're aiming for that, and I can tell you from being with this organization for a while, we generally shoot a little conservative on that. I think it'll be even faster, but <laughs> that's just my speculation. But yeah, there's, uh, and we're even talking about doing a special high performance version. Uh, not not decided yet, but um, kind of picking up where the EV6 GT has been such a, uh, a, a semi un, unexpected huge hit. Uh, we think that doing the GT treatment across uh, a lot of our electrified vehicles might be a good idea. So just so I'm sure, you just announced the EV G, uh, EV9 GT on our show, correct? No, 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 no. I said we are discussing. Oh. Uh. Okay. Uh, Tom, I'll send you the press release. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, we're owning you on this, my friend. We are just not letting you. <laughs> wow. This is cold. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> apart from the EV9, which is awesome, what else have you guys got going on? Uh, let's see. Well, the, throughout this year, we're going to be doing um, uh, an updated Seltos, which we showed at the New York, sorry, the LA Auto Show late last year. Uh, more power, new headlight, taillights, uh, much much more uh, vastly improved interior. Interior oh. really kind of picking up where the uh, EV6 um, kind of design is with the, the big uh, twin panel screens mm-hmm. and uh, very low and lean and uh, kind of minimalist interior. But, you know, what's, what's so great, and we see this uh, time and time again in all the different quality surveys, the way Kia is going about uh, um, uh, interiors, is really, really hitting the mark because people are looking for this cool technology, but they've also heard the horror stories of, oh, I want to put on the seat heater. I've got to scroll through nine uh, screens, you know, and, and menus on the screen as I'm hurtling down the road at 70 miles an hour. Uh, that's probably not the safest way to do it. And so we do a great job. I, I always tell our engineers, thank you, thank you, of having an interior that looks cool, gives that great kind of excitement, want to show it off to your friends, get excited when you get in it every morning, but then also is easy to use. You don't need to, you know, spend hours, uh, uh, you know, uh, trying to understand and trying to find the, the shortcuts, everything that the things that you need are right at hand and the things that are a little more rare or just, you know, on occasion, uh, they're a little deeper in. So I think we're just doing a great job on that. And I think this new Seltos embodies that and all of our electrification, the interior of the EV nine, by the way, gorgeous, uh, absolutely loved. And Oh, now you got me on the channel. So <laughs> I, will make, I will make a bit of an announcement here. Oh. Um, the uh, EV9 has what we're calling 10 essential uh, sustainable materials in it. Oh. Um, we're using uh, recaptured uh, fishnets uh, from around the ocean to create um, some of the, um, the felts that are used in, like, the headliner 
and on the um, on the floor panels and so on and so forth. Uh, we're using uh, uh, water bottles uh, collected from the ocean again cool. to create some of the seat fabrics and so forth. So there's again there's ten sustainable products in the EV9 when it starts production later this year. And with the EV9, all Kias going forward will have the minimum of those 10. So I, I just, you know, I, sustainability is not as fun to talk about as horsepower and zero to 60 and all that. I get it. I'm like you guys. But this is something that kind of knocked me sideways. So this company has been talking the talk about really, you know, pushing uh, away from uh, leaving any kind of carbon footprint and really cleaning up uh, the, the world that we're leaving behind for our future generations the best we can. And now it's starting to come together to the point where they're using, I think it's sugarcane uh, materials and oils or something. No, sorry, corn oil for uh, part of the seat materials. And we're even looking at growing the corn to generate the and growing it sustainably in order to get the oils that will be used wow. for the chairs. So You're all it's, in. A, it's a really, <laughs> we're all in, we're all in. Yeah. And I, again, I know it's not super exciting to talk about, but I'm proud of the company where we're, we are really all in on this stuff. And, uh, and EV9 will be the um, the kind of headliner for that. that. That's really cool. I know that we have to wrap up, but I have a, a parting question for you. So the um, the test car that I'm getting tomorrow is actually the EV6 GT. Heard of it? Oh, great. Yeah. So I'm really, I haven't driven it yet, so I'm really looking forward to... Keep it clean. I'm in it next week. Oh, I'm totally trashing it. Sorry, James. Um, oh, but <laughs> you, the, our, our fleet guys are going to have to give it a good cleaning. Um, but no, so I, what, I'll I, warn them. what I wanted to know is, um, like, what is the one thing that I should make sure and test or try? And then what is your favorite thing about the vehicle? Have you ever heard a new digital trend and thought to yourself, okay, does this really matter? Asking the right questions helps you cut through the noise and get down to what matters most. I'm Jim Hertzfeld, host of the What If So What podcast, where we discover what's possible with digital and figure out how to make it real by asking what if, so what, and most importantly, now what? Subscribe and listen, and together we can turn big ideas into tangible actions so you can get shit done. Okay, great question. Um, my favorite little party trick with uh, EV6 GT is if you're giving somebody a ride, which people want to go for a ride in this thing because it makes your belly tickle when you floor it. It, <laughs> it really gets going. But tell them, and, and you do this for yourself, and, and you believe me on this, it, it will happen. If you keep your foot in one uh, locked position on the throttle, mm-hmm. at one angle, mm-hmm. and then push the green GT button on the steering wheel, the car will lurch forward and continue to speed up even though your foot, you know, hand on heart, is not moved. Okay. It's just, it, it, and this was something that Albert Behrman, uh, our chief engineer, really wanted to convey because he said there's too many sports cars or sporty cars that have, you know, the GT button or the sport button or something, and it makes the car sound a little different and maybe it tightens the steering, but there's not a real, like, visceral difference. Okay. And uh, he insisted on, you know, when you hit that GT button, and, and then, of course, if you hit the GT button and also give it more throttle, well, that's, here comes the tickly tummy part. So enjoy that. Okay. Uh, and then I would say also um, just, you know, the, the, the traction. Go into a corner. I probably shouldn't say this. The lawyers are going to kill me. But go into a corner pretty hot and accelerate through it. And, you know, do it safely, obviously. Uh, all the legalese is now underneath my face in very small print. <laughs> do it very safely. But uh, this thing really grips. Uh, you know, it's great, great suspension, um, uh, tire combination. 
Albert Bierman at his finest. He told me back in 2019 that uh, he says, wow, wait do you see what we're doing with this new um, electrified platform. And more importantly, wait till you get your hands on the GT version. Uh, he says, I've really put all my all my uh, my black art into you know how to make the card really dance. Uh, and when you can do this without a platform that has a big, heavy, oily lump on the front, it really gets it going. So uh, drive it hard and play with that green button. You'll have a good time. So, so can we induce a little uh, throttle-induced uh, oversteer? There is might be a setting might okay, be, okay. that will allow what might be called a drift mode sort of thing. <laughs> I guess that's and what I needed to know. <laughs> there it is. All right. There might be. But Maybe. it's in the press release, so you wouldn't know, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> One more. T- what is that? Six? That's six. Well, it, you know. It, yeah. It's, it's, very it's nice. Five too many. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. Kudos to you. <laughs> James, thank you so much for reaching out to us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for uh, having me on, and uh, let's do it again soon, especially Would love to get closer to uh, launch of EV9. It's going uh, to be a good one. That'll be a great time. Thanks, James. That All was, right, thank you both. That was James Bell with Kia. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, it is quiz, quiz time. time. Questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. Welcome back to the Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel. Thanks for sticking around. This is when you babble something about social media. <laughs> when I babble something about social media. You notice I've tried to start slipping it into our regular conversation, right? I have not noticed that. Good. Yeah. That's that's good. So, Jill Simonello, um, you can find me at Jill Simonello, all one word, just my name. Uh, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the places, and I use the hashtag Cardashore. So TikTok is still available. Still available. <laughs> I just posted something this morning, um, actually, on the BMW 8 Series. I don't know why I thought about this today, because the two things make that there's no connection whatsoever. But I was thinking about TikTok being illegalized, if the, which I think might Illegalized? Happen. Illegalized. Okay. I bet that's a word. Uh, like confident. irregardless? No. Better Are you word than inconfident? I'm, I'm confident. Okay. Oh, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> Sidetrack. TikTok could, TikTok could be legislated away. It could be, it could be, and, it could be legislated away. And the thing that away. made me think about this, and it's so dumb now, I, I don't even want to talk about it, but in New York, they're talking about outlawing leaf blowers. Uh, okay. If you live in my neighborhood, you hate leaf blowers. All right. So it's just Wh- things why? being things being legislated away. Leaf blowers, TikTok. Why do you hate leaf blowers? Red M and M's because they're loud. You don't live in the suburbs. You don't know. I live in the city that you know, and I, I'm near. Like I'm, I have locusts in the summer. I live near things and trees. But and I don't leaves. know if they're as loud. Locusts are loud. They are loud. Yeah. All right. Well, so are leaf blowers. Meh. And so is TikTok. That's what good windows are for. Jill, it's quiz time. Wait, oh. did you tell us everything? Yeah. You done? I am. Yeah. Wow, that was that was less painful than usual. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Right. At least I didn't say I was funny or I would guarantee to entertain you. It's just an assumption I, here. I guarantee to entertain you. It's just an assumption. You, you, you can come follow me and I, I am entertaining. That noise, by the way, is me tapping the quiz. Oh, yes. Nervously. It's, it's sound effect? Yeah. Because you're ready. I am ready. Okay. Today's topic is I can't buy 55. Okay. You're a big Sammy Hagar fan. Who is that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jill, basically, I need you 
to tell me if a car mm-hmm. can be purchased for $55,000 or not. Less than? Less 55 than. or less? Or, yep. Is, yep. or it has to be 55 on the nose? Because nope. nope. I'm going to say all false. I am not working that hard. <laughs> okay, okay. Just playing around with a configurator all day. All right. I don't have that kind of patience. The rules, Clearly, so everyone Clearly, because you're knows. not reading press releases. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh-huh. Someone should email me a press release. Mm. <laughs> I can make that happen, by the way. All the press releases. What the hell is happening here? Uh, yeah. I think you asked for more work is what I'm hearing you say. Five questions plus a bonus question. Okay. To yep. win, you need to get three. Yes. Total. Yes. Including the bonus question. Yes. All right. Or in addition to the bonus question. All right. Yeah. Self-explanatory, I think. Jill, can you buy a 2023 Audi A6 for $55,000? That is Audi's midsize sedan. Good looking thing. So $55,000 or less. Can um, you slip one in under the $55,000 barrier? I'm going to say yes. No. Because eh, no. like, they do that whole everything's an option thing. They kind of do. Uh, but the A645 TSI, that's the cheapest Audi A6, 56.9 plus 1,095 destination for 57.995. Okay, so you're including destination in the 55. I am. Okay. Because you, you're buying it. I mean, it. I wouldn't have gotten it anyway, but I just need to be clear. Okay, the destination fee is included. Yep. All right, Jill, you have no points. Uh, yeah, that's your favorite thing, isn't it? <laughs> Jill, can you buy a 2023 Ford Mustang Mach 1 for $55,000? That, of course, being the most exciting Mustang for 2023. Hmm. A little more power than the GT. L- a little more. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm going to say yes. I have no idea, but I'll say yes. No. <laughs> no. It's uh, 57 uh, I'm just going to say yes to all of them. Yeah. So, no. Jill, you have no points. I, I still have no points. Are you yeah. sure? This is getting dire. Mm-hmm. You may not win this week. You were on a roll. I w- I've been on a roll. You were on a roll, and you beat Steve and Johnny and Nick DeGilio. I did. Yep. All right. Jill, can you buy a 2023 all-wheel drive Chevrolet, Bra- Chevrolet Blazer Premium with the optional V6 for $55,000? Yeah, I've I've n- never driven the Blazer. I have no idea what the pricing is. Um, it's good looking. Is it good looking? Very good looking. Very good looking. Um, I'm gonna say yes. Yes. Woohoo! Yes, forty-seven <laughs> five ninety-five all in. That's all-wheel drive and V six. Okay. You're on the board. You have one point. Jill, can you buy a 2023 Chrysler Pacifica Pinnacle Hybrid? That should probably be Hybrid Pinnacle. Uh, for $55,000. Ooh. Pinnacle. That's the new top trim level yeah, yeah, above yeah. limited. Yeah, no, it, and, and by Which the... Which I keep forgetting. It's it's lovely. I was actually recently they on... They have throw pillows. They do. I was on um, the Dodge Hornet preview, um, and they picked us up at the airport in the Pinnacle Chrysler oh. Pacificas. Stellantis, the Ram yeah. and the Chrysler, mm-hmm. those are fully luxury vehicles. Yeah. When you get to the top trim level. Yeah, no, the pinnacle. I mean, like the yeah. the pillow, the quilted, yeah. stitched. It's great. Napa leather. It's great. Beautiful. Um, but can you get one for under fifty five grand? That's really the issue here. Uh, is it? Is that the issue? Is that what we're talking about right uh-huh. now? Okay, I'm gonna say no. No, you have two points. Woohoo! Uh, the cheapest you can do the pinnacle is sixty one three eighty five. In fact, the limited. Comes in more than fifty-five. That's fifty-six to thirty-five. These are pricey minivans, but they are luxurious. Pricey minivans. A minivan for more than fifty-five thousand dollars. Seems crazy. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. 
It's like a Buick that costs as much as a Corolla hybrid or Corolla um, Corolla Cross SUV. Yeah. Or is it the Corolla that costs as much as a Buick? Fair. Yeah. Jill, mm. can you buy a two door 2023 Ford Bronco Heritage Edition? For 55k, and that looks cool as heck. Have you seen that? It, that's with the white. Yeah. Yeah. Very 70s uh, SUV. Yeah, the white on the grill, and yeah. the um, and I think I saw it in like that beautiful baby blue color. Yeah. I, uh, when I was pricing this today, red. Hmm. Very nice red. Um. Hmm. Doesn't include dealer markups, but it does include destination. Oh, dealer markup. I'm sure not. But yeah. <laughs> Um, ooh. I'm going to say no. Yes. Ugh. Yes, you can. 48.4 is the cheapest okay. you can do. I doubt you can actually get one at a dealership for that. Yeah. But theoretically, you can do it. You have two points. You need the bonus question. Okay. You remember those Kit Kats we were talking about? Yeah, apricots. Yeah. The, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm looking at Schacher Tort. Zacher Tort. Zacher Tort. Yeah. You're not German. No, I am not. Jill, per thisisjapan.com, which of the following Kit Kat varieties is fake? Three mm. of these are real. One is bogus. All right. Are you ready? I'm not ready, but go ahead. All right. Soy sauce, lemon vinegar, sweet red bean soup, or this would be a licensing deal, Big Mac. Soy sauce, lemon vinegar, sweet bean, I'm sorry, sweet red bean soup, or Big Mac. Three of those are real. One is not. I mean, considering they put apricot in a Kit Kat, like a Big That's Mac. That's not crazy. Is not outside of apricot's the realm. That's not crazy. But, but like, so I could see your salty and sweet. So I could see the soy sauce and uh-huh. the, um, and I know the Japanese like red bean ice cream um, and stuff like that. So I could totally see that being a thing. Red bean and black bean are used like, we use cream. Yeah. It's like a filling. Yeah. It, it, and it's great. It is quite lovely. I, I would say that was it the red bean and the um, green tea, matcha or mochi. There are like nine green Those tea like varieties. Um, but okay, so we've got the, what were the other the Big Mac and what was the last one that I'm missing? Lemon vinegar. Ooh. Which sounds like something you soak your feet in. Lemon vinegar. It really does, but it wouldn't surprise me. Like I, I'm kind of I'm going between the Big Mac and the lemon vinegar. That's um, where I would go. Had I not written this, that's where I would <laughs> you're go. like that's where I would go. Yeah. Uh, but ha- since you have written it, where would you go? Oh. I <laughs> Can't trick you into that one? I wasn't paying attention when I wrote this. Yeah, no, clearly, because you didn't read the press release. <laughs> that's, I think that's eight. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to continue <laughs> the count next week. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so lemon lemon vinegar, which, yep. like, I could actually put that on a salad, but do I want it with my chocolate? Um, but Great then again, question. Do I want a Big Mac with my chocolate? I'm going to have to go with the Big Mac. That's fake. Mm-hmm. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. That is three. You have won. I am signing. I left a place to sign. You you did leave a place to sign with today's date. I am autographing and the I, quiz I can, and I handing it to you. Sound effect of the signing. You can now... <laughs> this is me closing the pen. <laughs> you can now sell that on eBay for virtually nothing. Or absolutely like, nothing. We have like four minutes. Somebody's going to pay me to take it. I'm demonstrating. Or I'm going to have to pay them to take it. That's I'm what it is. Demonstrating my awesome clock management skills. We have about four minutes, uh, three uh, minutes. About? Uh, that's all I got. Okay. No, what have you got going on at Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk? Um, 
I'm like, I don't know if I can talk about what I have coming this evening. Um, there's something wow. under embargo. So come come to the website. During the day? Like uh, it's embargoed? It's embargoed until like 7 o'clock tonight. Weird. I know. Weird. I know. I know. So there's something coming on the website this evening that I can't talk about just yet. Okay. Um, but go there. Pick up truck talk. 7 o'clock Chicago time? I actually think it's Eastern time. It's usually Eastern yeah, for embargoes. Yeah. So yeah. 6 p.m. Chicago time. Tokyo time. Um, don't know Tokyo time. Okay. It's like minus 12, plus 12, something like that. It's it's way yeah. Yeah. It's it's something very different. If you look at a map, it's right. Okay. As a, we you never told me anything to go look at your website for. We, you were we, blowing this golden opportunity. I know. It but I'm building I'm building anticipation. Are you? I'm totally building anticipation. All right. All right. Uh but yeah, so there's a thing this evening at six. That you should go for. Um, also, we have our live stream. Oh, well, there you um, go. So, at, at seven p.m., okay. uh, where we will be talking about said thing as well. well so you can't even talk about the live. I don't. I, well, I don't think I can. I can mention what it is, but um, uh. but live stream at seven p.m. on YouTube. Pickuptruckdoc.com. Um, so yeah, if you if you're a YouTube kind of person, be sure to check us out this evening. We go live, and we will answer questions. Oh, and interact with people. Yeah, you know what I'm going to be doing. Sleeping? No, posting this. Posting this. Got it. Uh, I was going to say, right, you don't sleep, actually. I, I get, like, text messages from you at, like, 2 a.m. I don't sleep lately. Long story. Okay. But no, I don't sleep much anymore because um, I'm getting old. Well, Old people don't sleep. You, you are getting old. Um, uh, in the remaining 180 seconds we have, uh, I just wrote a review of the Nissan Rogue Midnight Edition. Okay. Uh, which I liked very much. But one of the interesting things about the Rogue that Nissan did, they launched the vehicle two mm-hmm. years ago. Everyone drove it, liked it, mm-hmm. great reviews. And then the minute we were done talking about it, they replaced the four-cylinder engine with a three-cylinder engine. Yeah, they did. And we finally are driving these three-cylinder versions. Right. And they're excellent. Okay. It's a very, very good three. So the three-cylinder engine in the Buick that we talked about at the beginning. Not very good. Not very good. <laughs> but the Buick in the Rogue, very good. The, the Buick and Chevy 3s are 1.2 and 1.3 liters. Mm-hmm. They're a little small. Okay. And I think they need to be turbocharged a lot. Okay. And that affects drivability. Got this it. is a one and a half liter, 201 okay. horsepower. It's spunky. It's quick. It's efficient. Um, there is a problem with stop start. It's just a little rough on stop start, but that's okay. what you get with three cylinders. And hence there's Inherently an off button. Inherently uh, uh, imbalanced. What's that? There's an off button. I always turn off the auto I don't. stop start. Oh, I hate it. I don't. It. I just want to experience and make sure that I know what that's like. Well, I experience it and then I turn it off. I, uh, I got into the BMW X1 today. Okay. The smallest BMW crossover. Okay. Two liter turbo. That is an excellent stop start. Yeah. BMW does a good stop start, and they've been doing they it for didn't. a really long time. Their first ones were terrible. Yeah. Well, but no, but yeah. they're good now. Yeah, they're better. Um, well, I, you, speaking of Nissan and BMWs, which we are today, apparently, I'm, I'm in a Nissan Altima right now. Oh, a car. A car. I I'm remember a car. those. I know. Well, you know what? I, I Here's the thing. So I got into the Nissan Altima after the BMW uh, 8 Series, and I still thought this was really awesome. Like, I, I always forget how good the Nissan Altima is. Really? I mean, not as good as the BMW 8 Series, but really good for I what it is. I historically not love the Altima. I like it. Uh, it's fine. I'm in the SR, too, and so it's like... Oh, well, that's more fun. Nice design, and yeah. Guess what we did? Um, talked a lot. We did. We talked a lot. But thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're going to join us. Thank you to James Bell for yes. joining us. Thank you for... You're stuck with me. ...for consistently showing up here and, and making fun of me. Thank you yeah. to producer Randy and the good folks here at Talk Zone. We'll be on again next week about the same time. Mm-hmm. About Until the same then. Time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk more about cars. Next week. Thanks. 
Remember to check us out at ConsumerGuide.com. The Car Stuff Podcast is produced by J-Turn Media. To advertise on the show, please drop us a line at CarStuff at ConsumerGuide.com. 